Uh, greetings, friends, and welcome uh, to a continuing mindfulness experience, Fishing Without Day, where we ask you to live life without definitive expectations, where one of our mottos is Festina Lente, which is making haste slowly, Mr. Mike. Hmm. Making haste slowly. So, do you believe, Mike, are we caught in some type of a time loop? It just seems that you and I just seem to be running together in this circular pattern where you and I keep reappearing together. We keep intersecting. That's right. I think that's a, uh, I think that's called a regular podcast schedule. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Uh, Mike, I was wondering whether when you look back through the podcast, if you read the transcripts, whether you notice that we weave many of our topics uh, closely around the same two topics, which are time and choice. Right, right. I mean, I think that's uh, that's a big thing because we we talk about how time gets away from us and how our choices kind of shape our decisions and 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 our reactions. Yeah, certainly. So, uh, actually, time causes most of people's anxiety and worry mm-hmm. in this world when we we just believe that we don't have enough of it, and then we begin to believe that we don't have a choice as to how to live our life or how to deal with the time that we do have to use it, to use it mindfully and purposely. So at the end of our last uh, podcast, Mike, we spoke of the necessary necessity for reinforcing the basics before plunging into self-esteem, self-concept, and identity formation. We don't want people to dive into the deep end of the pool without knowing how to swim. We, we urge people to do no harm to themselves. And if they're feeling a bit overwhelmed, if they're feeling a bit anxious, it's like uh, in yoga. You take a yoga practice. So do no one in yoga will ask you to stretch beyond your limits, to stretch beyond your capabilities. Okay. So, and as a, as a refresher, let's talk a little bit about the uh, frills, bells, and whistles that can look impressive and impress others in ourselves. So when we, if you walk into a room, Mike, and there's pictures of the Buddha everywhere, they're singing bowls, they're saying in quotations on the walls, they're burning incense, a library of books, most of which we've never read. Okay, so we're doing all these things, wearing breathing beads, uh, the necklaces, the t-shirts with inspirational thoughts. Um, They can be sometimes, Mike, only outward presentations of an image we want to project. Okay, if I want to appear mindful or if I want to appear smart, like today, today, Mike, I have a, I have a T-shirt with Albert Einstein <laughs> on it. So would that what what type of image would that project to people? Well, certainly, certain that you you you're thinking about smart people and what they say and do, and, right. and like to represent that uh, mm-hmm. very much on your sleeve. <laughs> so if someone if someone were let's say their hero were Albert Einstein, you would think that you are uh, you admire. Great intellect, mm-hmm. which means that if you admire great intellect, then maybe you're pretty smart yourself. So, and again, that that may be a misnomer. That may be an image that projecting. Okay, so please keep in mind that the above mentioned things are wonderful if we if we use them as a means to an end. If we and, and that's the key word. If we use them, if we take the action and effort to use them as a means to an end. A means to an end to mindfulness, a means to an end to paying attention on purpose, the means to an end to dealing with time and making 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 uh, purposeful choices in your life. Uh, we've often discussed, you and I, about uh, 
technology. You're a technology buff. Oh, big time. Okay. I'm a guy who should be banned from stores like Best Buy. <laughs> all righty. Because I'm attracted by all the bells and whistles. I'm, I'm fascinated with them. Uh, however, when I have them, I have no idea what to do with them. Mm-hmm. They look impressive when mm-hmm. I have them, but I have no idea what to do with them. They're, 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 they're purposeless, really, really and truly. However, for a person like yourself, they can become tools, can they not? Right, very much so. I mean, uh, the business is kind of built around these 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 tools and, and these gadgets and doodads. Absolutely. So you use them, you use those as tools rather than let those tools own you mm-hmm. or become a, a representation of who you are. Right. Okay, wonderful. So again, let's examine our house. Do we spend more time on appearances than reality? Uh, do we paint over a flaw, Mike, or do we repair it? Oh, repair it because the paint is only going to last so long. Right. So, however, sometimes what we do is we only make cosmetic repairs in our life. Right. If we want to appear smart, I wear an Einstein shirt. Okay. So, if if I wanted to project an air of uh, superiority, if I want to project an air of intelligence, uh, would I when I walk into a room full of MIT scientists with a uh, t-shirt saying i'm with stupid (laughs) it it might be might be fun to do that okay so remember when we spend when we find ourselves spending more time and effort with outward appearances and neglecting the found our foundation we've lost our way and again we want to keep reinforcing that uh for for example if i have when i have interns uh with me as a film fulfillment of their requirement for their schooling okay uh, they're filled with knowledge, little practical experience, however. However, lots of knowledge. So sometimes what they do is uh, people tend to pursue the exotic. They pursue the exotic. They want to look for the, the incredibly interesting. And perhaps maybe what they concentrated on in school when uh, we fail to notice what's right in front of us. We fail to notice right in front of us. So sometimes we spend so much time looking for a zebra that really all all and truly is that there's a herd of cows. Okay? So we want to look for that zebra rather than helping the herd of cows. That's right in front of you. That's right in front of us. Which, again, we come back to paying attention on purpose. Right? So in reflection, I'm going to ask that we review and practice hitting the reset button, the Am I Alive check-in, each day at the start of your day, and perhaps before the start of every podcast. So we, we can begin, we can empty our glass, we can have that beginner's mind, we can have that open mind when we can proceed. Okay. Mike, uh, I was looking over the last transcript, listening to it, uh, I was, and I continue to be struck by a comment that you made, uh, realizing that I'm a person that this happened to, Rather than I'm a than I'm a person who has a choice, okay. I was I was very much impressed with that. Oh, thank you. Very much impressed. So, what does that mean to you today? Um, I believe in the context uh, we were talking. Um, um, we we're talking about you know not you know. I, I think not being victimized, right? You know, or not allowing yourself to be that. You know, and be like, oh, you know, woe is me. This this happens to me all the time. Or like, you know, and you choose the response, right? Um, I had, uh, for instance, you know, I worked last night, uh, on this present, on this, um, um, production, I guess we could call it. 
And there were a lot of things that were going wrong. And I, and I could have just been like, this always happens to me. Oh, crap. This always happens to me. Why do I even try? That, you know, that, that kind of thinking, which can be very toxic in that kind of situation, you know, when you're in a high pressure situation versus, okay, what can I wrap my head around? What can I do to make this, you know, because instead of just kind of dropping into, I, you know, that pit that we all feel when like things are just going down downhill inside of us, you know. And, uh, and, and be able to just turn around that. And then just in day to day life, you know, deciding, you know, oh, everything, everything's going to go wrong. Uh, and that shapes the rest of your day, as we've talked about before, mm-hmm. you know, and just saying, no, that's not going to, I'm not going to let that bother you. You make the choice to not let that bother you. And again, we get back to that choice word, don't we? Mm-hmm. We repeat that over and over again. Uh, Mike, in, in reviewing in reviewing timelines and reviewing uh, the narratives of people's lives, uh, there's a uh, there's an interesting uh, therapist out there is by the name of uh, Newt Blackson, uh, K U T E Blackson, and he has an excellent uh, excellent book that I found. It's called Turning Trauma into Power, and most. Most individuals that I've found that have narratives of their past, a great deal, a great deal of them have to do with the, the way they were raised, isn't it? Right. A great deal to do with their parents. So how often do we blame our parents for our present condition? And however, and that can be true. However, how often do we choose to live in that resentment? Well, certainly, I think a lot of people do. A lot of people let that affect them. Uh, but I, 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 you know, again, that kind of choice victimized kind of thing. Um, I, I, I believe that I'm sure there's some study to back this up that you're aware of. Um, you know, my brother and I were raised in the same environment, and we reacted very differently from it. You know, um, and, and I think like you you see that in in a lot of cases where well, one brother went this way, one brother went this way. You know, in their life. Um, you know, whether that be, you know, getting in trouble all the time and drugs and whatever the case may be, or this person went and had success in, 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 in this or that, you know, um, it's those people made the choice to respond to the environment that was around them that, you know, ideally it was probably very similar. So, and keep in mind that we are not discounting trauma. We are no, not absolutely discounting not. trauma. However, what we want to do is help people create a life, create a life and make choices rather than be a product of their past. Exactly. And helping people understand that they do have a choice and be, and be mindful of that. And I think it's very important saying it's, we're not saying, as we talked about before, like about mending the mind in the past episodes, um, it's not about, we say, Oh, you just have to make a choice to do this thing. It's, it's, it's not an easy choice. We will make that clear. This is not an easy choice for you to make. And you have to make it on several levels of your mind, right? So I just hope we're not, you know, that doesn't come off oversimplified to certain people and say, oh, I can't make a choice. This is something that happened. Like, no, it's a, it's a mending process as we've been discussing over episodes and episodes. Absolutely. Most certainly, Mike. So again, and again, when we talk about forgiveness, I'm not asking people to give, give people who have done them wrong absolute absolution. This is not a free pass. Uh, this is not trying to find a reason why it happened or it did not happen. Okay, so remember, uh, you're 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 hurting yourself. You're poisoning yourself when you hold resentments, bitterness, anger, and hate. Hate's one of the hate's one of the most strongest, bitterest words there is. Right. One one of the most strongest words there is. So by making a choice, Mike, and there's that choice word again. 
we, 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 we free ourselves. We're asking, we're trying to teach people how to refresh their souls rather than poison them, rather than poison them. So we're, we're talking about taking responsibility. We're talking about taking responsibility. So the first thing, Mike, is acceptance, mindful acceptance. We talk about radical acceptance. We talk about not approving that this happened, not thinking that that's the way it's always going to be, but stepping back and realizing that it did happen. I didn't approve of it, so I need to deal with it. No more, no more using defense mechanisms, running away, uh, isolating, drugs, alcohol, whatever your type of defense mechanisms. So when we think about these people, let me ask you this once again, Mike, would you kick a sick friend? No, no, unless you really, really deserve it. No, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> so, so all these, these people that they, they do these things to us, these, and this does happen. They're, they're ill and they're sick. That, that's not an excuse for their behavior. Okay, it's not an excuse for their behavior. However, uh, continuing to hate and, and, and wish them wrong and wish them ill, holding that resentment only, only keeps yourself trapped in that tar pit of, of, of poison and hate in the past. So, and again, when we talked about, I love this, I love the Judaism about the hundred blessings. In fact, when I was at uh, the service today, I was that's what I spent the whole hour doing, giving people blessings. And that was, um, we talked about the Quaker service, not, yes. not a Judaism service you were at. I just want to make sure we clarify. No, the Quaker service yes. that, that I attend, uh, where we have an hour of silent worship. Mm -hmm. And I connect with the Creator, and I, I send out blessings to most everyone that I can possibly even think of. Possibly even think of. So when we when we send out blessing mics, what it what it does is it actually acts as a purifying device for our own soul. Not necessarily that it's going to greatly affect others, but it's a purifying our old soul. You know, Mike, uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, harmful. There was just recently a climate agreement, and there's a lot of harmful, toxic poisoning of the earth. Right? Is there not? So, however, the earth has the ability to to purify itself. So, Mike, let's take for an example uh, a stream. Uh, given no further pollution uh, and not horribly toxic chemicals, a stream can purify itself every about every seven miles hmm. by by the by the action of the water going over the rocks through the, the filtering process going through the sand and the rocks the how the the, the turbulence and the swirling uh, it's 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 a it's it's a magnificent process how the earth can purify itself and by doing this. We talk about we can we can actually purify ourselves by sending the blessings. We're the water rolling over the rocks. We're we're releasing that. So and again, Mike, you have a choice on whether we can continue to poison yourself or purify yourself. And in the next episode, Mike, we're going to talk a little bit about how to do that. We're going to talk a little bit about how to do that. And I've enjoyed so much being with you today. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, PC.